0: You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Paul Kern. Welcome to our first Wednesday midweek service. Yes. So great to have those of you that are joining us here in the building but we still have people that are joining us on live stream and podcast, YouTube, Facebook. So we want to welcome uh, all of you guys here with us also. You're with us in spirit, and hopefully you'll be here with us soon uh, here in the building. Well, it's great to um, have you back. I mean, it's just great just to be, just to be here and be with everybody. And, and um, you know, I'm, I am a physical touch person. And it's been really hard on me not giving people hugs. So I just want you to know, when I give you a fist bump, I'm thinking hug. (laughs) That's what I'm doing, just so you'll know. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm really excited about this Wednesday and next Wednesday. Because Josh Barnett, our youth pastor slash associate pastor, he's got a couple of labels. um, He and I are going to tag team together and do some ministry. And we, over the course of these next two Wednesday nights, are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. So you don't want to miss. Don't want to miss. <clears throat> so you, you, want to, you want to be here, so for, for both of us. But we're excited. So I want to dive in because I'm on a time limit, so I want to dive in. Genesis 1.26 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And listen to this. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. From the very beginning of time, we see the presence of the Holy Spirit in cooperation with God and Jesus, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all three working together in the creation of the world. And then all through the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit. We see the Holy Spirit working through prophets. We see the Holy Spirit anointing kings. We see the Holy Spirit anointing priests. And this anointing that came on their life, this, this power, this dunamis power that came on their life, it equipped them to do miraculous things, incredible things for God, for God's kingdom. It's, it's amazing. The anointing, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit quickened them, sharpened them, enabled them to do the things that God had for them to do. I want to read a, a few verses from a couple of Old Testament scriptures. For those of you that are uh, taking notes, Isaiah 44, verse 1 through 4, it says, but now listen to me, Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one. The Lord who made you and helps you says, do not be afraid, O Jacob, my servant, and dear Israel, my chosen one, for I will pour out water to quench your thirst, and I will irrigate your parched fields, and I will pour out my spirit on your descendants." And my blessing on your children. And they will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 30. Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Everybody say all. all. Who does that include? You. Amen. Terry said me. That's right. It includes you. He will pour out his spirit upon all people, your sons and your daughters, Watch this, they will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. Guess what, church? This is those days. This day is those days that they prophesied about. Now, the prophets, they long to see this. Angels long to see this. And now, here you and I are in the 21st century, and we're getting to experience the Holy Spirit on the earth in a powerful, powerful way. In Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist, he prophesied about the Holy Spirit when he said, I baptize with water. And those who repent of their sins and turn to God, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. Watch this, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to untie his shoe or be his slave he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and, come on, help me, fire. <laughs> you know, just, I just see the fire emoji right now, right? It's that flame. You put three or four of them right there. And then when Jesus came, he handed down the long-awaited, sought-after promise. John 14, 15. Well, go with me here. Go to John chapter 14. I want to look at this together. This is too good to skip. John chapter 14, and we're going to be looking at verse 15 through 21. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives, listen to this, because he lives with you now, now watch this, and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans, I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. Come on, can I have an amen? And when I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Now, I don't get no better than that. Jesus in the Father, the Father in, in Him in us? Come on. Come on. If that don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. I'm just telling you right now. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me, and because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them, and reveal myself to each one of them. That's the Holy Spirit. Now, the coming of the Holy Spirit was a top priority for Jesus. I mean, it was his mission. This is one of the big reasons that Jesus came. God laid the groundwork for his son to redeem the world, but Jesus laid the groundwork for the Holy Spirit to come and indwell every believer. That's the whole reason Jesus resurrected from the dead. Not so that we could die and go to heaven, although that was part of it, but so that we could experience heaven on earth and we could usher in heaven on earth. It was so important to Jesus that he said in John 16, 7, but in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him to you Listen, the Holy Spirit coming was way more important to Jesus than him staying. Think about that for a minute. That's why Jesus said, it's better for me that I leave. Now, they were very sad that Jesus was leaving because they walked with Jesus in person. They were with Jesus every day. They didn't want their mentor and their leader leaving them. But Jesus said, look, it's better that I go because I can send the Holy Spirit. And because Jesus did this, I'm telling you, it changed everything, everything. You know, I really believe that way too many believers are uneducated about the Holy Spirit. I meet too many people that are just uninformed about the Holy Spirit. They don't know much about the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, I'll never forget Francis Chan, and if you've ever read any of his stuff, it's so good. Uh, he, He wrote a book all about the Holy Spirit called The Forgotten God. That was the title of it, The Forgotten God, because we have so many churches that they have experienced salvation. They're going to heaven, which is great, but God never intended us for us to just set camp up right there and that be all that there was, was just getting saved and going to heaven. No, I, I, it's it's a serious problem in churches today. We know about God the Father, we know about Jesus the Son, but I, you know, I just don't really know a whole lot about the Holy Spirit. I mean, I I know He's part of the Trinity. I know He's He's got a job, I guess. I mean, He does something. I don't really know what it is. I mean, I I know God the Father. He He loved me, and He He sent Jesus, and Jesus He died for me, and then then something, the Holy Spirit's doing something I don't really know. See, Jesus wanted the Holy Spirit to come and abide in us just like he abided in Jesus. And that's why Jesus said, it's better that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. See, Jesus gave his life to secure the gift of the Holy Spirit. That was the inheritance that Jesus promised us. That was the whole purpose of the, of the the death, burial, and resurrection is so that Jesus could seal the deal. He could fulfill sending the promise of the Holy Spirit for you and I. Now, I'm going to make a controversial statement tonight. And it really shouldn't be controversial, but it is controversial, and so I'm going to say it. Without the aid of the Holy Spirit, a Christian cannot live as they should and as they ought. It's just impossible. It's impossible. Now, for a lot of people, that'll be controversial because they think that they got all of God when they got saved. But we're going to learn that that's just simply not true. And I would never tell you anything that we can't look at Scripture. And that's one of the things that's very important to us in our church that we're going to go to the Scripture, we're going to reason together, we're going to see what the Bible says and see whether or not this is true. But I want you to understand, church, the Holy Spirit is the promise from God. Not a promise from God. He is the promise from God. Peter was preaching to 3,000 people after he encountered the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Now, you think about this. Peter, the guy who denied Jesus three times... Even to a little girl, when she confronted Peter, he denied Jesus. Peter, who walked and talked and lived with Jesus for over three years. Peter, who saw miraculous miracles. Peter saw a dead man raised. Peter saw 5,000 people be fed, then 4,000. People saw, Peter saw crippled people stand up and walk. He saw blind people see. Peter, who saw all of those things, denied Jesus, turned his back on him, and went back to fishing. But then something happened. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. Now, I I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Because those people who were telling Peter... You know, arrest him. Isn't he one of the followers of Jesus? You know, put him to death. Oh, I don't know that guy. I never knew him. I swear, I never knew him. And then all of a sudden, the same people who were calling Peter out, Peter is standing up in front of them and preaching boldly about Jesus. And the scripture says that over 3,000 people who heard Peter's first sermon gave their hearts and lives to Jesus Christ. Now, that's power. I mean, you can't deny that. I mean, that that's power. Peter said in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promises to you, to your children, and those far away, all who have been called by the Lord Jesus. Now, I want to talk to you just a few minutes, you know, because maybe you're, you're sitting here and you're, you're listening to this session, maybe you're driving down the road in your car right now listening to our podcast or you're, you know, you catch this episode on YouTube somewhere, maybe you don't even go to our church, maybe it's, maybe it's years from now after I've preached this, you know, and God's got this assignment with this video just for you as you're listening, this podcast just as you're listening or maybe for you tonight as you're sitting here, in our audience. Maybe you're listening to this session, and you've never really encountered the Holy Spirit in your life. Now you've encountered Jesus. You you maybe even have been water baptized, but you've never truly encountered the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit came in the form of fire on the day of Pentecost. He didn't come as puffy clouds, not cotton candy, no. He came as what? Fire. Fire, purifying, passionate, purifying, passionate, powerful fire. That was the symbol that God chose to use for people to identify with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came. And I'm telling you, he landed on everybody in that room. And their life was absolutely never, ever the same. When the the Holy Spirit enters Peter's life, he was never the same. Listen, when the Holy Spirit entered my life... I was never the same. You know, I was in and out, and I was in and out, and, you know, I'd live for Jesus a little bit, and then I'd, you know, and I'd mess up, and I'd have to ask God to forgive me, and then I'd get out of church, and and I didn't do good, and then I'd go back to doing drugs or sleeping around, and I'd feel bad, and I would, and then I'd get back to drinking again, and then I, and then, then, but then, but then, but then, I encountered the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit filled my life, I'm telling you church, I mean literally, literally. This is God's honest truth. Literally within 2 weeks, I was out of I was 23 years old. I was a drug dealer in my hometown and I was absolutely lost. Within 2 weeks time, my whole life was turned around. I had repented of my sins. I had stopped the drugs, I had stopped the alcohol, I had stopped the sleeping around, and my vision was so set on Jesus that I left Texas and I came to Arkansas because God called me to come here. Aren't you glad? I'm glad. I'm so glad. See, the Holy Spirit changes your life. The Holy Spirit was such an embodiment of power for Peter, he became this bold, I mean, bold, brazen preacher for Jesus. I mean, the Holy Spirit changed Peter so much. When he came to live inside of Peter's heart on the day of Pentecost, and Peter spoke in tongues, and I mean, he walked under the anointing, and the giftings of God were flowing out of his life, and God was using him in such a powerful way. Because of that, they they martyred Peter they crucified him on a cross. And when it came time for Peter to be crucified, Peter said that I am not worthy to be crucified the same way that my master was. I want to be crucified upside down. I'm not going to be crucified like Jesus. You talk about some power. I mean, you Here was the guy who denied Jesus and now he's saying, crucify me upside down. I'm not even worthy to die the same way that my master died. Wow, what power, what courage that took. Just think about that a minute. What power that took, what courage that took. Well, where did Peter get that courage? Where did he get that power? The Holy Spirit did that for Peter. Now let's look at another scripture together. Go to Luke chapter 24. Can I have an amen? Luke chapter 24, Jesus is commissioning his disciples. Go to verse 46 of Luke 24. And we're going to read a few verses. So it says, He supernaturally unlocked their understanding to receive the revelation of scriptures. And then he said to them, Everything that has happened fulfills what was prophesied of me. Christ, the Messiah, was destined to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Now you must go into all the nations and preach repentance and forgiveness of sins that they will turn to me. Start right here in Jerusalem. For you are my witnesses and you have seen for yourself all that has transpired. And I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you. So stay here in the city until the mighty power of heaven falls upon you and wraps around you. Now, that's the passion translation. Falls upon you and wraps around you. That's like a big old hug, right? What we can't do right now, but the Holy Spirit can. He can wrap around you and fill you with his presence and his power. Then in Acts chapter one, verse eight, watch this. But I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be filled with power, and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. Now, when the, when the Holy Spirit came into my life, you know, I remember my first job that I got after all of this transpired for me, Okay. So I had gone through applied life for two years. I graduated, and I I did air conditioning and refrigeration before I came um, on staff here. As a matter of fact, Sunday, um, you guys come. I'm going to be preaching. It's going to be really good. I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony with you of the early days and some things that happened in my life and some things that God did in those early years. But I remember working with all of these guys. And this company employed about 24 men. There was about, oh, 11 or 12 on the electrical side and there were 11 or 12 on the air conditioning side. And I was on the air conditioning side and there were all the guys that worked in that area were all my age. I was 25 at that time and they were all my age except two. And they were the bosses and they were in their 60s. Now, all of these guys that I worked with Not any of them were saved. None of them. But I was. Not only was I saved, I was saved to the bone. I mean, I was saved. Man, I had Tim pouring into me. I had Hetty Lou Brooks pouring into me. I had Jesus that I was connected with. I had the Holy Spirit. I, man, I was just a walking witness for Jesus. And all those guys knew that I, was, that I was living for the Lord. Now, I wasn't annoying. I wasn't preachy. But I lived it, and they saw it. And when I got an opportunity, you better believe it, I'd tell them about Jesus. And so I just, you know, I, I lived my life out in front of them in front of them for and I worked there for that company for a couple of years, you know, and, and God used me there in that company and I was able to witness to some different guys. And so I after I quit working for that company, it had been a couple of years, I guess, or maybe maybe even longer, I don't know, I got a phone call one night back when we had landlines in our house. You know what that is? A landline. I got a phone call and I picked up the phone and, and uh, I didn't really recognize the voice. And he, he told me his name, and, and I was trying to make a connection. He said, I used to work with you. I Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this, this guy that called me, I used to run some service calls with him. We kind of spent more time together than everybody else. He lived with his girlfriend. They were sleeping around. He was lost. But he had some religious background. He had a grandmother. Y'all heard Pastor Tim talk about that. <clears throat> he had a grandmother that was a believer. So he called me, and he, he was just rambling on, talking about nothing. And finally, I just said, well, and, you know, we'll just call him Jim. Well, Jim, <clears throat> sorry, Jim. Well, Jim, um, I know you didn't call me to talk about the weather. What's going on? He said, well, now understand, I haven't seen this guy in probably over two years. He said, well, still makes me cry. I got saved last night. And you were the first person I wanted to call. Awesome, yeah. And still to this day, I'm so thankful that I was bold. Bold. Not afraid. Not embarrassed. Bold. But the Holy Spirit empowered me to do that. Now, I want to look at another passage of Scripture. Go to Acts chapter 4. And while you're going there, I'll dry my tears and get myself composed. Acts chapter 4. I don't like people who cry. Me and Pastor Tim, we don't believe in that at all. Completely against any emotion. Acts chapter 4, verse 18. So they had brought them back in before the council, and they commanded them to never teach. And we're talking about being bold. Being bold. Don't you ever teach the people or speak again using the name of Jesus. Well, Peter, (laughs) come on, and John replied, you can judge for yourself. Is it better to listen to you or to God? God. It's impossible for us to stop speaking about the things that we have seen and we have heard. They've experienced it now. It's too late. See, you, you can have people talk you out of Jesus if you don't know him. That's right. You can have people talk you out of the Holy Spirit and being bold for him if you've never experienced him. But let me tell you something. Buddy, once you bit into it. You can not help, but do it. And they said, there's just no way that we can be quiet. And so they go and says, well, since the members of the council couldn't come up with any crime that they could punish them for, they threatened them once more and let them go. All the people praised God, thrilled over the miraculous healing of the crippled man. And the man who received this miraculous sign of healing was over 40 years old. Well, as soon as they were released from custody, Peter and John went to the other believers and explained all that had happened with the high priest and elders. And when the believers heard this report, they raised their voices in unity and prayed, Lord Yahweh, you are the Lord of all. You created the universe, the earth, the sky, the sea, everything that's in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through your servant, David, our forefathers saying, how dare the nations plan a rebellion? ranting and raging against the Lord most high their foolish plots are futile look at how kings of the earth take their stand with the rulers scheming and conspiring together against God and his anointed messiah now you now, now you just listen we had all these conspiracy videos going around right now and all of these us Christians are in fear what Mark of the, I don't care about, what did it just say? Look how the kings of the earth take their stand in the ruler scheming and conspiring together against God and his anointed Messiah. Church has been going on for thousands of years. In fact, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Jews and non-Jews, met together to take their stand against your holy servant, Jesus the Messiah. They did to him all that your purpose and will had determined according to the destiny that you marked out for him. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders and in the name of your son, Jesus. And at that moment, the earth shook beneath them. Look at this, causing the building they were in to tremble. Each one of them was filled. Come on, with the Holy Spirit. And they proclaimed the word of God with signs and wonders, with unrestrained boldness. All the believers were in one mind and one heart. Selfishness was not a part of their community. They all shared everything they had with one another. The apostles gave powerful testimonies about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and the great measures of grace rested upon them all. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit was a game changer for them. The Holy Spirit, the third person, of the Trinity is vital for you and as you're listening to this session as you're sitting here tonight maybe you're thinking to yourself you, you just never really given a lot of thought to the the Holy Spirit maybe you've heard of him maybe you've identified with him but you've never ever really 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 connected your life with the third person of the Trinity I've heard lots of people call the Holy Spirit it. You know, that, whatever that ooh, thing is, you know, they don't know. Now, I've been saved and I've been water baptized. But there's still something missing. You know, I, I, I talk to Christians. I've met people who, they've been saved. They've been water baptized. But they, they still say, Paul's just something there's something not quite right about my life. I just, I feel like there's more. And I, I just I I'm a Christian and I have God, but I, I don't feel, I just feel like there is more. Well, there is more. He's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you what, listen, you could take a baseball bat and beat me to a little greasy spot right down here on the floor. And you know what you hear me say? Holy Spirit. I mean, you, you couldn't beat it out of me because I have experienced him. I abide with him every day. He fills me. He empowers me. He enables me. He comforts me. Come on. He teaches me. He guides me. He infuses me. He leads me. He helps me not be lonely. He helps me not be depressed. He helps me not walk in anxiety. When I lost my son a few years ago at 20 years of age, I didn't take one pill, not one pill, not one drink. Didn't get one prescription from my doctor. Now, I'm not preaching against anybody who has. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not here to condemn anyone. But I'm just telling you, there is... A place of provision that God has made available for all of us. And God would not say the promise if it wasn't the most important promise for us all. The Holy Spirit is the one that got me through and he still gets me through every single day. The Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you this week. Go back, listen to this message. Go, go get in your Bible. Get in the book of Acts. Go, go read the first part of Acts and read about the exploits of Peter. And then get into the second part and read about the exploits of the Apostle Paul and all of the incredible things that they did under the influence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Begin to pray. Ask God to give you insight, to give you faith, to receive the infilling presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. God's gift of salvation, it's incredible. I mean, it's a great gift to us all. I'm so thankful to Jesus for saving me and giving me a place in eternity with God the Father forever and ever and ever. But I'm going to tell you another thing I'm very grateful to Jesus for. I'm grateful Jesus left. Yep, that's right, I am. Because Jesus said it's better that I go, that I can send you the Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus, you know, he was in bodily form. He could only be in one place at one time. He can only be around so many, but the Holy Spirit, he's a spirit. The highest highs, the deepest depths, the furthest to the north, south, east, and west, wherever you go, the Holy Spirit can be there with you. I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear tonight. If you've been wondering if there is more, I want to resoundly answer your question. There is absolutely more, way more, way more. Jesus said, I must go so that I can send the Holy Spirit to you. Now, once again, I want you to go with me to John 14. We've got about 10 minutes left. and I want to wrap this up. John 14, verse 16. Now, Jesus is with his disciples. He's still here in bodily form. And he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Did you hear that? But you know him. Because he lives with you now, because he was living in Jesus, and Jesus was with them. But look what Jesus says. And later, he will be in you. Well, guess what? Later is now. Later is now. Now, I want to end with one more scripture. Go to Acts chapter 19. Man, I'm so excited about Josh next Wednesday doing. Now, you don't want to miss now. I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger tonight. It's going to be like a soap opera. You're going to have to come back for the next episode because Josh is going to get into talking about the nine fruit of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit. I mean, we, we're going to be covering some great content here with our church. Acts chapter 19, verse 1. And it happened, while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples. Okay, disciples. These are followers of Jesus, right? Okay. Follow, finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? And watch what they said. We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So they were born again, followers of Jesus. They were disciples. But just like so many people, and just like Francis Chan wrote in his book, Forgotten God, We've never even heard of the Holy Spirit. You're saved. You're going to heaven. You've been water baptized. But the Holy Spirit. And Paul said to them, and to what, then were you baptized? They said, well, John baptized us. We repented of our sins. We're following Jesus. And when they heard this, They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began to speak in unknown tongues. The power of God fell on their life and they were never, ever the same. There were about 12 of them in all. Now these men were disciples. They believed they had never heard of the Holy Spirit, never been baptized in the Holy Spirit but they knew Jesus. They loved Jesus. They were good men. They were following Jesus. And just like many people today, they had some of God, but not all of God. And we don't want anybody in our church to have some of God, but not have all of God. Because there's more. There is absolutely more than just your initial salvation Experi- I'm, listen, it's line upon line, church. It's glory, come on, to glory, to glory, come on, to glory, to glory until you die, and then you enter into the greatest level of glory in the very presence of God. Go read this week. Go study. Maybe you're sitting here, you're hearing this, and you're like, man, I, I got, I, my my heart's burning. Maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you're watching live stream or maybe listening to a podcast. It could be two or three years later and you're hearing me talk and you're just like, I feel that. I feel that burning. I feel that draw, that pulling. The Holy Spirit's moving on me. He's calling me. Educate yourself. Learn about the Holy Spirit and then ask the Holy Spirit to come live big inside of you. Ask Him, say, Holy Spirit, come fill my heart. Come fill my life, Holy Spirit. Make me who you want me to be. Move in my life, Holy Spirit. Move me into the fullness of what God has for me. Many of you, you've wondered what's missing in your Christian life. Well, I'm telling you what it is. It's the Holy Spirit. Because I wanted the same thing. I went for a long time. I knew Jesus. I just had a hard time living for him. I knew Jesus. I just had a hard time being a witness for him. I knew I was supposed to be nice. I just wasn't I knew I knew that I was supposed to walk in love I just wasn't but then when the Holy Spirit and see and then all of a sudden like Josh is going to be talking about the fruit of the Spirit love and joy and peace come on how about like a little bit of peace and patience yeah we could all use a little bit of that and kindness and gentleness and boy here's a big one self-control self-control I had no self-control I mean whatever my flesh wanted to do I just okay well let's go to it I want to do it right now and and then when I got the Holy Spirit I said oh, hold up hold up I don't do what you tell me to do anymore I'm in charge flesh you catch you a seat yeah, God lives big in me and this I'm in charge now yeah. you submit to me I don't submit to you any longer well I just don't feel like doing that well you're gonna do it anyway well, I don't feel like being nice. Too bad. You're going to be nice. Well, I don't feel like going to church. Well, you're going to get up and go. You don't run my life anymore because the Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on, church. The Holy Spirit lives in me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. So come next week. Josh is going to talk about the nine gifts. He's going to talk about the fruit. I mean, you don't want to miss what Josh is going to bring. Stand with me. Stand with me. And if you're at home, yeah, let's give God a hand clap. Come on. Whether you're listening by podcast or you're listening by live stream or you're here with us, let's pray together. Come on. Let's just lift our hands. It's just a sign of surrender all over the world. That's all it represents is just I surrender. God, tonight, God, tonight, we love you. God, we praise you. We honor you. And Lord, even if we're in this room tonight and we were filled with the Holy Spirit years ago, God, tonight, fill us afresh. God, fill us anew. God, when that chocolate syrup settles in the bottom of that glass, you've got to stir it up, get the good stuff moving around again. God, stir our hearts, stir our hearts, stir our spirits, God. And Lord, I pray that the people that are listening to the podcast are, are looking at this video, that don't don't know the Holy Spirit, haven't encountered the Holy Spirit, that God, you'll set a hunger and a desire to seek out and to know the third person in the Trinity and his important role in their life. Every day, every day, Jesus is in heaven. Jesus is in heaven, but the Holy Spirit is on earth. He's here for us every day. God, may they come and know you in a deeper deeper way. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Go before us this week and bring us back here Sunday safe. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. You have been listening to the CMC podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.